0: Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Socializing with Sisters. I'm Rochelle, and I'm Brianna. And today, I think we're going to talk about fear. And uh, I I want to start with like I guess uh, fear in the media. I scoured MSN and Google and a few other sites, and today's headlines ended up in the following categories. Uh, COVID-19, racism, gun control, abortion, border crisis, debt ceiling, police reform, Afghanistan, and Trump. They're still talking about him.
1: Oh, they're never going to stop talking about him. and and isn't that isn't that almost like a good thing for him like the more people talk about him like i mean like that's what he likes so you're just giving him what he likes
0: but that's like that was primarily what everything the topics of today's headlines were about were they, they ended up in those categories there was only like a few puff pieces here and there and it wasn't even like that positive <laughs> to be realistic i was just like every single headline is meant to scare you
1: yeah i i mean i don't i don't know if it's directly meant to scare you but it's it's done in a way that is uh um to sensationalize to uh, mm-hmm. to get clicks so so inevitably it it ends up scaring you i guess like depending on what your views are on those topics like obviously they're all serious topics but yeah news is completely sensationalized and uh and written and geared not towards fear necessarily but towards getting people to watch and click which inevitably
0: makes it geared towards fear i guess
1: (laughs) yeah
0: i guess because yeah it just seemed like most of those topics I would consider to be negative like if i mean if you looked at them read the headline read some of the information associated to the headline most of them were not positive at all i mean
1: when you say border crisis yeah that that the word in itself crisis is a negative connotation so yeah that's definitely i agree i mean
0: they're there was another school shooting. So they were talking about gun control again. Um, COVID-19 is like a daily thing that everybody talks
1: about. That's just a negative thing, negative in hearing in general, like with not anything attached to it, just COVID-19. Cause it's just like, oh yeah, that's the stuff that ruined our lives.
0: <laughs> yeah, basically it's, it's ruined our lives for the last year and a half. And uh, I mean, if you look at what they're doing in Australia, uh, they're building wellness camps, uh, which basically just says uh, internment camp in my mind. So, and they they expect them to be completed by 2024. And I was like, how the hell long do you expect this shit to continue to go on for? Well, maybe they'll use it
1: for drug rehabilitation um, um, no for idea. a future. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, anything with the word camp attached to it. Not good.
0: I mean, unless unless it's like summer camp, like, and even then it's not great. (laughs) Well, the only summer
1: camp to, the only summer camp I've been to is a church camp. So I would also give that a negative connotation. Yeah, no, it's definitely not, not because, not because of uh, it being uh, a church camp, but just the experience that I had there didn't elicit warm and fuzzy feelings. (laughs)
0: No, it didn't. It didn't.
1: Actually. Honestly, when I think about, okay, this is off topic, just for a quick second. When I think about church camp, all I do is think about how much trouble me and you got into, and that in itself makes me laugh, because I'm just like, ha, we're not even the worst kids in the world, but yet we made the most trouble for them. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that yeah. aside, yeah, the word camp, I'm just like, mm, yeah, it
0: sounds iffy, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, you know, and then... Um, you know they're still talking about the attack, the Texas abortion law, and so the abortion was in there. Um, they're talking about uh, they were talking about critical race theory, so racism in there. Um, everybody's talking about the border crisis because of all the Haitian
1: uh, migrants the, the, that are making their way in here. Del Rio,
0: like the. So basically, they were like huddling under a a uh, bridge. Bridge, yeah. <laughs> god (laughs) um right now like congress is trying to pass the new infrastructure bill or something like that and they have to raise the debt ceiling in order to do it and like a bunch of all the republicans said no some of the democrats are like no as well and so everybody's pissed off and then uh what is it Afghanistan people are still trying to get out of Afghanistan of Um, course yeah it's it's pretty ugly um and then I guess uh Gavin Newsom issued some police reform stuff today so I don't know what happened there I didn't read it I just saw the words Newsom and police reform and I was like oh of course
1: You know what I love about you telling me about um, stuff that's happening in my state? Because
0: you don't even know.
1: I don't even know.
0: (laughs) I'm just like, oh, he did what? Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. (laughs) And um, And then the topics for Trump, I don't even remember what it was because it was, like, irrelevant. Like, why are they still talking about him
1: I think the reason they're keeping a close eye on him is because he's still having these rallies. You don't hear about him much, but he's Mm. still trying to go for the election. This next upcoming one, he's going to try to be a contender. And I think that's why they're keeping an eye on
0: him. Maybe that's what it was about, because it did say something about a rally. And so maybe it was just talk about his rally.
1: Yeah, he's been doing rally. I mean, like, I didn't, you know, I'm not like, I'm definitely not in support. Of, of Trump but uh but I'm not scared at the same time I mean like w- with all the crappy presidents we we've survived like if Trump did get elected like I'm not scared like we can survive one more we'll be fine like I know other people are freaked out by that or you know and then some people are happy about it because they voted for him and they want him but like I don't know we've survived so many so many things I just like I don't I don't think that's I guess that's where I don't fear. Like I'm not scared of who's president because like we've survived so many. Like it's you know, we always act like each one is devastating and gonna be the the next pivotal. It's never is, yeah. <laughs> and so i just yeah, I'm not worried about it. Like yeah, if Trump gets elected again. Like everybody can be scared, but or you know, or even you know, if you're you're thinking that you know. Like, I don't know, like some Democrat. I'm not, I don't even know who's going to be running. I, I certainly don't think that it will be Joe Biden. I don't, I don't, I don't, no. think, I don't think he has the energy or the ability to, to continue after, um, to run a second term. I don't think that's, I, I don't think that's I, likely at all.
0: I will say something I found, I heard today, which I thought was hilarious. And I, it's just funny to me was that there was, and I don't know how long ago, there was an interview with uh, former President Obama where he had said something about jokingly. I, I, he was saying, uh, you know, if I, if there was like a figurehead that had an earpiece in their ear, and then I would just tell them what to say and sit in my basement all day, and and they would just, you know, puppet the information that that I give them, then that would be great or whatever. And then I was like, well, then. You know, maybe that's what's happening with Joe Biden. (laughs) No, I don't. That is funny, though. That was the correlation that was made. Is that because he always says, they tell me I can't do this. They said I shouldn't do that. I, you know, they gave me this list of people to to call on for this, you know, the interviews, And so. And it's like, who are they? Yeah, you're team, the
1: president. and His so, team of advisors that are advising him what to do. Yeah. I know, but
0: it's to me, it's just comical. I was like, maybe. You're Obama's like, is they the Obamas? No, yeah! Okay. <laughs> I, I feel like you're onto something
1: there. I feel like we could have a really good, I'm not being serious about this, but like you, you could have a really good comedy about that. Like that would be funny. I think that would be something oh, that okay. at least. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like, even people that like Biden, I feel like you could laugh about that. Come on. He's an old man. Like we can joke about like him being puppeted. Like, I don't think he's puppeted. I I do think he's making the decisions. I, but I, I also think that he definitely doesn't have the sharpest cognitive ability. I mean,
0: I mean, if you look at him, you know, five years ago and the way that he spoke publicly five years ago versus his, speech patterns and how he speaks now it's almost night and day
1: well i mean our grandma just turned 80 and uh, i think joe biden is
0: like isn't he 80 it seems like he is if he's not I don't he's
1: know. He's like in
0: his 70s? Like. He's a, I think he's in his 70s. I don't think he's quite 80 yet but yeah I know if you look at grandma five years ago and you look at her now like you know she does speak in a, a slower speech pattern and things like that and I'm like that's cognitive decline with old age.
1: It's like, not just that. It takes her she runs out of breath so fast that she has to take an extra breath to finish her sentence. That's also physical health. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no. And so that's why I'm like, I'm concerned about his health and his capacity to be able to finish his four year term, because of how quickly we're watching him decline how quickly I've watched my own family members decline. So I'm, I'm looking at him and I'm being like, there's no way in hell he's gonna make it four years there's I, no way i think he
1: will but i'm just scared to watch that aging process i mean hell look at obama he was a young man when he became president and look at him afterwards he looks like and he you looks know,
0: fucking old he like, looks like
1: he got like, run through i mean, like it's the stress of the job and i'm just like whoo! like if, if the stress was gonna kill anybody it'd definitely be you old
0: man like <laughs> yeah yeah definitely well i mean he started to lose his hair i mean his hair was white before he went in and now it's and he's already been in nine months and he's starting to lose his hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm thinning; it's getting thinner. Um, but yeah, I just I think it's very interesting, and I'm I'm definitely looking at watching it. But but yeah, people are just like totally terrified. I, I think in some ways, like about the the whole Afghanistan withdrawal, like it was just really bad. I mean. There, there have been generals that had to go before Congress and give their Yeah, they had to testify
1: that they yeah. actually gave him, you know, solid advice. And
0: Basically, he went against everyone's advice.
1: Um, well, at least theirs. Like, there... yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Whereas at the same time, Biden's telling the media, he's like, they never advised me of that. And I'm like, are you senile? Like... They yeah. are, they're either either they're lying the generals are lying under oath or you're lying
1: i'm sorry your your microphone went out you said you're or you're lying
0: yeah or or the president's lying
1: yeah it it almost sounds like uh sorry the sound quality is a little uh, iffy sometimes uh, it sounds like you're turning your face away from a microphone almost
0: oh sorry
1: yeah, it's okay I just want to make sure that like people can hear you when we're talking about this but yeah um honestly I when that came out that he said that nobody told him and then the generals were like yeah we did tell him I turned mm. to Matt and I was just like yep yeah, just like my grandma she forgot she told me
0: <laughs> yeah no exactly he's he's getting forgetful like an old person
1: yeah it's not our best look but
0: yeah I, I I'm not I think that that's where a lot of people have fear is because if you have an old man who is, you know, obviously having signs of age in office as your commander-in-chief that it's the the world look at you as that's supposed to be your strongest person and they're in decline. And so it's concerning.
1: I I understand that. And I understand people being fearful. But I think that a lot of people need to realize and this is my personal advice out there to everybody when you're scared about things that you think could be just remember that they haven't happened and that's true and you have to think about the 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 things that you can actually control and you can't control that he's president for the next four years or not it is Mm -hmm. what it is Mm -hmm. and you know whatever happens while he's in office is going to happen you don't have control over any of that and I, I know that that can scare people, but what you know, what can kind of give you comfort is in the things that you can control in your everyday life and uh, how you approach things, and and the the only thing that you have control over is your reaction, yeah, to to things that happen, and uh, you know, and you really have to think long term about it. How do I want to spend my life? Do I want to spend my life worried? and concerned and scared or do i want to react and react with hope and you know and and try to do the things that i can do and then you know remember just to to trust you know i mean for me it's to trust in god Mm -hmm. but i know not everybody believes in that and so i'm not going to push my beliefs onto other people but you know trust in trust in your fellow human beings like I know that there are people that do bad things. But, like, for the most part, out of all the people that you know, don't they generally want good things? Don't they try to do their best?
0: I think that that has to do with your individual perspective. um, Whether or not you're more of an optimist versus a pessimist. Well, and I'm trying to
1: encourage people to be optimists because the pessimists the pessimistic side, although, although you're, you're trying to negate things that might happen in the future. How many times have you been right in your predictions? Like I'm not very right in a lot of my predictions. And so I try not to focus on those because, you know, I try to focus on what I know is true, the, the actual facts, because if I focused on what I don't know, it's a lot of stuff I'd be focusing on.
0: There's a lot of things that a lot of people don't know.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I am an internal optimist, though. Like, I, I try to think the best in people. I I know that I'm a fuck up. Like, I, I don't do everything per- perfect. And I, you know, when I'm not consciously thinking, sometimes I do hurt people. And it's not malicious. It's just accidental. And I try to think that way about most people. A lot of things that they do are, are accidental. Like... Like, it's kind of like going to college. You go to the college in the intent to get this degree to get this job. It never works out that way. That's your intent. But usually you go to college, you get this degree, and you get a job. And uh, sometimes you don't get the degree you thought you were going to get. And sometimes you don't end up with the job that you thought you were going to get. Nothing usually turns out exactly the way that you plan or expect. Yeah, yeah. No, I,
0: like, what is it? I have, it's not my boss. It's my boss's boss has a law degree. She's a certified lawyer. Like she can practice law. And yet she's a director at my company that works in healthcare and she does nothing to do with compliance or law. Yeah. She manages vendors. See that's the
1: inner you know, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So so far off the beaten track. Like yeah. you know
0: yeah,
1: well, that's like me. I, I majored in creative writing. I uh I wanted to be a writer. Still want to be a writer, but uh, I ended up being a
0: librarian. So you yeah, know. I have a I have a degree in network administration, so I can be, um, basically manage the uh, internet and access at your company. Like you know, for for those of you that that can think about it, like basically the person that manages the computers. That was the job that I went to school for. I don't do that. I project manage implementations. <laughs> yeah. So it's totally different. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: that's And that's just how things work. They don't go according to plan. But, you know, that doesn't mean that you have to be devastated when it doesn't work out exactly the way that you thought it would. Or, you know, it's you, you got to keep your eye on the bigger picture, which truly is like... Like, what are you leaving behind on this? earth? like, you could say, oh, it's my career. It's my legacy. Nobody's going to remember my career. I guarantee that. Um, I'm one of many people that inputs information. Like it's, nobody's going to remember who I am as far as my career. And as far as being a writer, if it happens, cool, but it hasn't happened and I'm not working on anything currently. So it's, you know, that might as well be dead in the water at this point.
0: Yeah, and I, like, for my job, like, you know, I'm the person that I am only in touch with your organization for, you know, maybe a handful of weeks out of the entire year, project managing something for you, and then you never hear from me ever again. Yeah, and nobody remembers me. (laughs)
1: so, So when you when you die, which is ultimately your life, and like what you want it to mean, Who's mm-hmm. going to remember you when you die?
0: My family.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's who's going to remember me. And so those are the people I focus my time on and that I, mm-hmm. I try to create memories with. And, and none of that has to do with all of these things that they're trying to tell you you should be
0: concerned about. I think that that's one of the things that, I, that have been beneficial about COVID is that people are starting to realize where their real priorities lie as far as, you know, everybody was kind of caught up in this wheel and then it all stopped. Mm-hmm. A lot of people lost their jobs and they realized that they their families were more important than anything else to them in the world.
1: Shoot, I saw a prediction. They're, they're saying even f- 15 million more people are going to quit their jobs. <laughs> and they, they were saying that the, uh that a lot of women want to leave the workforce permanently.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, and take, and go home and take care of their families. Yeah. And uh, I don't have a problem with that.
1: I mean, not, you know, I'm not having kids, so I, I won't be uh, doing that. But, um, but, if but at the want... same time... But I don't look down on people for doing that. If you want to be a stay-at-home mom, I've worked with kids. That's a hard job. Good luck.
0: <laughs> but at the same time, if you have the opportunity to just stay at home and just take care of the house and take care of your husband and maybe have a couple of pets or whatever. Wouldn't you do that? You're asking me if I could be a kept woman. Would you want it?
1: (laughs) Huh? (laughs) Well, now that's a hard question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh man. I want to say yes, because who doesn't want to just stay at home? I mean, like, I don't know one person that... Well, okay, I know a few people that love going to work, but I don't know a lot of people that love going to work. Um, people that love going to work. I I think I would like that uh, if it didn't come with consequences. And what I mean by that is not having your own money. Uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, kind of putting all the pressure on on my husband to bring in all the income. Like, I, I would... I would feel a little guilty about that, even if I was doing all the housework because we don't have kids. Like, you know, I, I don't know if I could really justify that. And so I think,
0: I, I I think yeah. the biggest fear for myself is that if we're a one income household, because of the way the job market is, the way that our society is, Everyone's replaceable. And that's where the pressure ensues. because back, you know, back in the 50s, it wasn't like that. You weren't easily replaceable. You were a trained person who had this job and they didn't want to lose that knowledge base. And nowadays it's we're so on the rinse and, and repeat cycle, And and we're frivolous and that we throw shit away that, you know, you could really recycle or that you could, you know, get more money for or things like that, that, you know, or we waste food like crazy, that we waste people in the same way. That instead of valuing somebody's knowledge and valuing that person, that individual, it's it we're more along the lines of like well we can replace you, you're replaceable. I,
1: I think that you just centered on everyone's biggest fears and where all of their fears stem from in all these other areas that you mentioned in news stories is uh they they fear for themselves and and their replaceability and uh, their livelihood. they that's that's where it really comes down to is a, afraid. Like like even the even the immigration issues, Afghanistan, when people internalize that, all they're thinking about is the fear of the consequences of any of these things affecting their family. Yeah. I, I think that's where fear comes in is because you're worried about your family. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and being replaceable is one of them. That is a huge fear is that, but for me, that's not a fear. I enjoy being replaceable. It's because it means that I can replace somebody in a different job just as easily. Um, yeah, and and I I like the I embrace the idea that you let people try out different careers. I I think that that's the only way that you'll find something that even remotely makes you happy is having the ability. Because you think about it, you you do all this schooling, you end up in this very centralized career. The company doesn't want to let you go. You you have purpose there, but like, what if you hate that job and like there's nowhere else for you to go? Like,
0: mm-hmm. that
1: would suck. Yeah, but you I know think what? it's... Oh, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, but I think at the same time, like, yeah, that would suck. That particular situation would suck. But I think a lot of times people don't feel like that they're valued, that they they feel like, you know, that they're basically a paper bag. You know, I'm going to use the paper bag one time and then I'm going to throw it away. Yeah, I can understand that.
1: And that's like when when you know you're not working for a good company, that's like if you actually feel that way, like uh, there's obviously management issues in your company because you, no job should make you feel like you're not valued. Even my crappiest job made me feel like I had like a small amount of value, even though I didn't like it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, at least they tried to remedy how I felt. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, sometimes it's just not the right career path for you. But I, I would agree, like, yeah, companies treating you like you're dispensable. Um,
0: yeah, it's it's not a good feeling. I think that that's, the kind of one of the reasons why we're seeing such a change in the workforce is because all these people, you know, felt that way about their jobs, got laid off from their jobs. Anybody who wasn't considered a Essential worker. <laughs> essential worker. And then you found out really quickly what jobs are essential and what jobs are not. And if you were not an essential worker, you were fucked.
1: Um, yeah, I would. Uh... <laughs> like
0: I mean, my, my job.
1: is true for a lot of people. A lot of people haven't gone back to work.
0: My job, I didn't feel like I was an essential worker, but... Boy, did things go crazy when COVID happened. Like, my job got so busy. I, it has not slowed down. Everything's just nuts. Because I work in the medical industry.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Your, your field picked up. If anything, they probably hired people.
0: <laughs> my company went from, I think, just over 400 people to now just over 500 people.
1: Yeah. So your your company actually did expand during uh, the pandemic. Same with m- I got my new job uh, yeah. during the pandemic as well, because uh, it's online education and they also expanded, obviously,
0: like <laughs> everybody's schooling from home now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people are starting to do homeschooling.
1: Um, and you know that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think that you should have a variety of options in education. I don't think that one size fits all by any means. And I think that we should expand our ideas about uh, about different ways in doing things and uh, making them acceptable. Yeah, I um, think. I, yeah, I think a lot of I think a lot of our generation suffered from uh, from one way education
0: basically. Yeah, I. I will say growing up, I didn't know very many people who were homeschooled. Most everybody I knew went to public school. There were, there was like one or two kids that did, that participated in intramural sports, either at the Boys and Girls Club or when I was in high school through the high school that were homeschooled, but it was, so far and few between and typically it centered around specific religions whether or not they were homeschooled or not
1: um
0: so. yeah usually it was
1: i i knew a few people that it wasn't a religious thing they just uh the whole family i think i think they weren't vaccinated i think that's why they were homeschooled because you had to have like certain vaccines to go to school
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah i think that might have been what it was but yeah, the
0: kid, the kid that I knew wasn't vaccinated. And it was because of the fact that it was against his family's religion. And so they chose to homeschool all the kids. Yeah.
1: And I just remember, like, everybody thought those were the weird kids in town. Like, oh, yeah, they, they're the weird homeschool kids, which I hope, like, I'm hoping that we're breaking that stigma. And like, yeah, I, I'm able to, you know, I'm gonna admit that, like, yeah, I, I did think that when I was, you know, but like, you know don't hold me accountable for my you know for my 12 year old
0: thoughts you know yeah. I mean I'm looking back I was like that kid was way more well-adjusted than the rest of us honestly like I think they- that's why
1: we thought they were weird is because they were just <laughs> on a whole another mature <laughs> they, level that we were not have, at
0: <laughs> they had self-esteem that none of the rest of us could have even dreamed of <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. just self-esteem to do the weird hobby that they did that they you know that the rest of us thought was weird like like they built rockets or something like that and everybody's like oh that's a weird hobby or whatever whereas I'm like nowadays the kids that build rockets like that's there's a whole club of kids that do that in high schools nowadays that they go to competitions to To do rocket building, they end up with scholarships to work at NASA and places like that. They go on to work for Boeing. (laughs) Like, yeah. The the kid that was building rockets in schools, actually, the guy that's going to make like millions of dollars in his his lifetime and, you know, is going to be way more well off than the rest of us. The fact that we thought that it was a weird thing to me now looking back is like, no, we were totally wrong. That kid was freaking smart. He actually had an interest and went to school for that interest and probably got a job in that field where the rest of us had no idea what the hell we were doing.
1: You know, and it just shows you like, you know, like you're trying to fit in, but like, you know, fitting in isn't really the answer. Actually finding your oddity is actually what ends up making you happy.
0: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Finding that oddity that you are amazing at, that you enjoy doing, that makes you unique and can actually be self-serving, whereas trying to fit in with everyone else is like the last thing that you should be trying to do.
1: Well, and that's why I don't worry about, like, some of the things, like, like I don't have fear is because, like, I feel like America is this young nation and we are an oddity and we are figuring it out still. And uh, we are very weird compared to the rest of the world, I would say, just in our democracy and how many different people we have living in the same places. Uh, mm-hmm. I-, I would say that uh, that, yeah, and that's why we... Because we embrace those types of things, that's why we have people, you know, that come to this country that are scientists and inventors and business people, because we have room to be weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really what's saving us, if you think about it—the uh, the freedom to have, uh, yeah, to be an individual and not have to be homogenous or to uh, to conform to a certain way of thinking it's you know it's brilliant people like elon musk that think outside of the box and that are yes. i i mean i would i don't know him personally but the interviews i've seen yeah he's kind of a weirdo and like well
0: he's autistic that's why
1: no i think he had like did he say he had, i think he di- self-diagnosed he's, himself with like As as burgers yeah it's not so ass it's like as so. as
0: yeah. anyway but
1: burgers that's how they say it on south park <laughs> Asperger's. burgers <laughs>
0: That's how we said it. Um, but anyway, it's, it's on the autism spectrum. It, it, they no longer call it, you know, Asperger's or there's a few other mental retardation. None of that stuff is said anymore. It's all encompassed as part of the autism spectrum. And the reason why they say it's a spectrum is because there's obviously different levels of cognition and, um, ability within all of those different you know functionalities so they they just call it the autism spectrum so he's on the spectrum and you know he is odd he's he's very odd yeah. as far as like and the way that he speaks is even odd like <laughs> yeah no
1: I mean but like look at how smart he is yeah you know super
0: super smart Yeah, I I mean, if I was
1: that, if I was actually that smart, I would probably be weird too. (laughs) Yeah,
0: well, and just because you don't fit in socially doesn't mean that you can't be successful. Well, and and be happy. The thing is, is that I I don't understand why we
1: can't include those people socially. Yeah, we all know he's socially weird. But that's because he's so smart. Can you, you know, can you get over that? And, yeah. you know, I, I think we can. I think it's just harder when you're in your adolescence.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if if you've seen it. I have I really enjoy watching it. Um, there's a show on Netflix about dating on the autism spectrum. And it's filmed in Australia. And I just find it fascinating to, you know, watch these people's interactions. Because, yeah, they... You know, some of the people are more high functioning, some of the people are lower functioning, but everybody wants to be loved. That's a universal thing. We all want to be loved. We all want to feel safe and we all want to enjoy our lives.
1: Yeah. It's something
0: we can all agree on.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I don't know where that comes in to, like, help out with fear, though. I'm trying to link it back. and I can't.
0: no, sorry. <laughs> we, I, we went too far. We, we went off on a tangent. And I just, I've been, I really enjoy watching that show.
1: <laughs> like, no, it does sound like an interesting show. I'm not into reality TV, but. Uh, I know. I know. But I, I do appreciate that they're trying to. Uh, make awareness uh, for people to kind of you know see like because I mean not everybody has somebody with autism in their family or knows somebody you know and so it's good to get that perspective so that you can kind of understand um, people and the different challenges and uh, you know and it's kind of cool it's about a show about love like they're you know they're yeah. just like everybody else they're looking through exactly. love mm-hmm.
0: exactly yeah well, just like, and I think that that's what brings in a human element because I think that ties it back to fear a lot of people are afraid of people that are different and I don't understand that just from the way that I you and I were raised and you know some of the things that we had to deal with growing up that I don't understand being afraid of somebody who's different it doesn't compute for me just because somebody's different doesn't mean that you need to be afraid of that it's just they have a different way of looking at something, or they have a different way of reacting to something. There's nothing to be afraid of, yeah so. yeah
1: and, and you know what? I feel like we should we should tell that to all the Democrats and all the Republicans in Congress, uh, because Stop being parent,
0: fearful of each other
1: <laughs> like there is that like no trust there at all. It seems like.
0: I'm they just, used to like if you go back sixty years, they were all like, "Yeah, you know, we, we disagree, but we're all friends." And now it's like, "I hate you." Like <laughs> nobody likes anybody else.
1: I'm just I'm like not you your don't
0: friend behind the scenes. We're enemies through and through. Not
1: even behind the scenes, like in person. Like, uh,
0: yeah,
1: I mean, like the the it's so like, I'm sorry, just Nancy Pelosi tearing up that speech, like with the uh, president Trump and like their reactions to each other. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. like, she's trying to point fingers at him and you know, he's pointing fingers at her. And I'm just like, you are both so immature. Like this, yeah. Is,
0: yeah. like, dude,
1: like you're supposed to be our elders and we're supposed to look up to people like you. And this is just, and, you're pathetic. And you're, you're playing high school, you know, like oh popularity contest we're (laughs) not gonna pass your thing unless you pass our thing like
0: yeah could you just pass something so that we can get the ball moving jesus (laughs) yeah we're like trying to quid pro quo each other but nobody's willing to like make a move
1: (laughs) yeah exactly i'm i'm like okay like you know so so there's nowhere to go from there is basically what you're saying which is you know Yeah, I, I think that a lot of people in those positions should really be like kind of taking note of like the golden rule, treat others how you want to be treated. Like, like yeah. these aren't like it, it doesn't it doesn't say only treat the people you agree with the way you want to be treated. No, yeah. everybody, everybody. Like, yeah. You know, and that's the golden rule for a reason. It works. Like if you give people a amount of dignity and respect, like. Even if they don't agree with what you're saying, they'll at least try to cooperate with you. But if you're gonna put up that wall, then you know you're not doing, you're not doing people that elected you into power any favors. You're not helping us at all. You're not doing any because you're, you're putting pride barriers. Yeah. You know, and- like, because people are prideful. Like you, you mm-hmm. are gonna hurt their pride, and you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's just disappointing that they can't behave as better humans. Yeah. They're supposed to be the best of us.
0: Yeah. And and they're, and, and they're not. <laughs> they're acting like teenagers.
1: I can understand. Like, I'm not fearful of that. I'm just disappointed.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, there's disappointment. Definitely disappointment there. So. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Well, I feel like I, we definitely covered the gambit of subjects. But, yeah, it's just it feels like there's a lot of fear in the world right now. And, you know. On uh, the final note here, just treat other people with dignity. You know, (laughs) just be a better person and just try to be positive, as, as positive as you can be. It is a struggle every day to keep that optimism, but you know, trust in your other fellow human beings that. And, you know, maybe they'll learn to trust in you as well. Just put those good feels out there because that's what we're trying to do.
1: I would agree with that. Yeah, spread as much positivity and joy as you can. And uh, the more respect that you give to other people, the more respect that will, you know, hopefully come back your way, you know. And it, it's true, like like if everybody did that for one other person, mm-hmm. just just one person would actually make all the difference. If you could just treat one person You know, maybe that, maybe that doesn't even deserve like Mm -hmm. to be treated nicely because of, you know, but like, I think you just turning that leaf and treating them and, you know, giving them a little bit of kindness, you, you watch, you'd be surprised at like how quickly people will change if you put the foot forward first. And, you know, I know people don't want to be the person that does it first, but somebody's got to. So
0: I'm encouraging, you know, everybody to do that. Yeah, kill them with kindness. It's a it's a saying for a reason. <laughs> so, well, I hope that everybody has enjoyed our episode today. Um, again, you can find us on Anchor, Google Podcasts, uh, let me see, <laughs> Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Spotify. So.
1: thanks for listening everybody you've been socializing with sisters
0: and uh yeah i hope hope you all have a great rest of your week yeah enjoy the week (laughs) thanks bye bye